0: Welcome to Fleet Safety Geeks. I'm Bob.
1: And I'm Phil. And we welcome you to our podcast.
0: All right. Welcome back to another episode of Fleet Safety Geeks. Uh, This is week five, and we're going to be talking about ADAS. ADAS is... um, The technology that's in most new vehicles today called Advanced Driver Assistance Systems, Um, and it's relatively new technology, uh, technology that moves quickly these days with the digital revolution that we're in, anything that fits on a microchip, uh, seems to uh, grow and expand very quickly um if we look back at certain safety technologies uh, the seatbelt was first invented about 100 years ago and in 1984 it was mandated people use them it took a long time for a life-saving device like that to be uh mandated for use and now the adas is out there it is growing quickly um phil do you want to say a quick intro on adas
1: yeah uh thanks uh bob for the uh, for the intro there hi everybody um so i people have heard my comments and the, uh, previously, they might think that I'm against uh, ADAS. I am not. Uh, anything that um, will help to keep people safe and get them home safely every day, uh, I am all for. Um, and as we go through the, uh, the podcast with our guest, uh, we have, um, you know, we're going to, uh, we're just going to have a frank discussion regarding that and um, uh, talk about what is happening with new vehicles, and also um, what might be coming down the line uh and 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 the, basically the safe use of ADAS. So I think this is gonna be a very interesting podcast. Yeah, very exciting.
0: Um and you mentioned a guest. We do have a guest on Roman Furster, CEO of RGR Auto, uh, is joining us today. Um really as a subject matter expert. Uh his company works on um uh really i guess aftermarket adas and and trying to uh make it better uh roman would you like to uh introduce yourself please
2: hi Bob, phil hi everyone thank you for uh having me with you uh first of all i want to to thank you for this project the fleet safety geeks it's it's i think it's a really important project and i'm proud that i can be part of it so thank you for this welcome um, yeah I, i'm working for rgr auto rgr auto is a system integrator of um, safety uh, solutions we uh, work with uh, different vendors in this industry most of them are from israel it's my home homeland and uh they are you know the israel uh, is the second uh, uh the second uh, uh, greenhouse for technologies after uh, california so this is why many nice uh, inventions are coming from the Land. and uh, we are proud that we can uh, bring these technologies to the us to the north american market uh, our uh, added value is that we are not selling boxes we are uh, integrating these boxes different solutions from different vendors into a ready turnkey solution uh, when fleets uh, fleets can can enjoy a, a ready solution uh, to run between vendors and to to seek for a complete solution.
0: Great, yeah, no, no, thank you. I I, I appreciate that. And that's a, a great intro, uh, and we appreciate having you on. And I think that you're going to add a lot of value to this conversation. Um, before we do talk about ADAS, let's learn a little bit more about it. And Phil, I think you might be a great. Person to kind of talk about the different levels of it. And, and Roman, feel free to chime in at any time. Um, from a very high level, you know, ADAS is basically uh, uh, the start of uh, technology that helps with saving lives, um, but also creating autonomy within our vehicles for self driving, whether it's um, uh, reducing an accident, stopping a vehicle autos- uh, uh, before an accident happens, or Adaptive cruise or even higher levels that will uh, kind of get into autopilot. Who who wants to kind of uh, give a much better technical explanation of ADAS? (laughs) Um,
1: Maybe between Roman and I, we can. uh, And Roman certainly you have much more knowledge in this than than I do. But uh, you know, the 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 ADAS is that is uh, typically showing up on uh, vehicles from the manufacturers. You know, as the forward brake assist, lane uh, lane keep assist, um, as as you mentioned. uh, the adaptive cruise control, uh, even uh, reverse, you know, uh, braking, and uh, you know that 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 technology, which uh, helps people from backing into things. Uh, so those are some of the more common ones. But uh, Roman, I'm sure you can talk much more eloquently than I can regarding um, what uh, ADAS is out there, and then also the various levels of ADAS
2: yeah you know first of all i think that there is a big uh, confusion uh, on the market Uh, there are a lot of uh, nice uh, uh, gadgets and nice uh, solutions Uh, uh, many of them are based on uh, video cameras and people are confused with all these solutions so maybe we'll try to do some uh, some order in this mess uh, to begin I would like to uh, to do a, a first dis- uh, to distinguish between ADAS and AV autonomous vehicles uh, ADAS is just a part one of the four pillars that will build the uh, autonomous vehicle uh, just few words about it the autonomous vehicle uh, level 5 in order to be fully autonomy uh it has to have at least four technological pillars yeah, it's it's uh a the sensors the sensors can be video uh, radar lidar and ultrasonic uh, sensors then we have to have a high precision high definition map uh in order to localize the, the vehicle on a kind of a virtual track um, these maps should be very uh, updated so uh, so there is a mechanism to update these vehicles uh, it's called REM road experience management it's a, it's a crowdsource mechanism and it's done automatically by all the vehicles that are participating in this in this game then the the, the third pillar is the policy this is the decision-making it should be on a human level uh the the auto, autonomous vehicle will need to to have negotiation skills because you know it's a multiplayer game when you are uh, driving your vehicle you are talking with other uh, drivers there is a body language so it's always negotiations you want to change lanes so uh, all our actions are influencing the actions of other drivers so it's a kind of a game and of course the last one is control is the fulfillment of this policy but today we're talking about ADAS. So this is very important to, to, uh, to emphasize that ADAS is just a part of autonomous vehicle. Uh, ADAS is not replacing the, the driver, just helping him. So uh, this is very important to emphasize for the beginning. The other, uh, the second distinguish that I would like to do is between different systems. We have to understand what we are calling ADAS. Today, many manufacturers and many systems are calling themselves ADAS. Uh, ADAS, usually it's a forward facing camera to scan and analyze the road scene. Yeah, it should be firmly installed on the windshield uh, without uh, all these uh, flexible mounts, etc. Uh, but there are a lot of backup camera, blind spot cameras, park assist sensors, and 360 degrees cameras. A lot of uh, systems that are helping the driver, but they are not ADAS, like ABS, uh, stabilization system, airbags, etc. So this is the second uh, thing that I would like to, uh, to emphasize. The third, um, and we see a lot of uh, confusion, is between different uh ADAS cameras ADAS systems is aftermarket and OEM so for for example OEM uh, is coming from from the vendor w- uh, with set of features every OEM decides what set of features they want to to uh uh introduce in in different models uh we are working with the aftermarket segment so um I would like to talk about aftermarket today. And of course, if you have any questions regarding OEM or to make a kind of a comparison between the aftermarket and OEM, it's very important. I think aftermarket is more relevant for fleets if we're talking about uh, fleet safety. So we have to talk about uh, aftermarket because uh, the OEM ADAS is available mostly on uh, high trim sedans, uh, and uh, very expensive uh, trucks, so uh, several categories like uh, vans, LCVs, uh, and uh, light trucks are excluded from uh, ADAS. They they are not offering any ADAS features.
0: That's a good point. So so let me let me. I really like that you brought that up, Roman. Um, that that we're not really talking about autonomous vehicles. The problem that I see in the uh, in the open market uh, re- regarding ADAS which you're absolutely right ADAS is really just what are some of the uh, uh driver assistance you know from anti lock brakes to cruise control to 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 lane keep and and some of the things that really are just technology to to keep a driver safe the problem is you know as i said in the intro that the the technology is advancing so quickly that some of the manufacturers are kind of enhancing it tesla was the start of it with their autopilot and people were driving down the highway just, you know, taking a nap um because the vehicle was moving, it was uh, uh using adaptive cruise. um, it was using the lane keep, all of the ADAS things, but it, they were treating it as if it was, you know, able to drive their vehicle by themselves. And then, you know, some of the manufacturers, you know, are are putting, you know, videos out there saying that the the future is now, uh, trying to be careful who who we're talking about. But um, you know, basically saying that the it's it's readily available that the vehicles can drive themselves and they're selling it, as you said, kind of with ADAS. And and I think it's important that we do talk about, you know, really what's what, what we want to have on the vehicles, you know, for fleet safety, since this is fleet safety geeks. Um, But it seems like the technology is moving faster than uh, the pieces that were in there to keep us safe. Uh, Do you get, do you kind of get that sense?
2: Yeah, I, I I will, uh, first of all, need to to admit that uh, the adas technology is not new we are working with an israeli manufacturer it's already a, a subsidiary of american manufacturer it's mobili which is a part of intel uh we are working with mobilize since 2008. first ADAS that they introduced was in uh, uh, tw- 2005 and first deliveries to gm volvo and bmw started at 2007. so uh, i mean for oem then after a year or so they came with with the aftermarket product and then we started to work with them Uh, uh, during the years they already have five or six generations of their chip Uh, and uh, with the years the system became smarter better and cheaper also because of capacity uh, quantities today uh, they already shipped uh, over uh, I don't think I remember exactly the, the number for now but a few months ago it was over 100 million chips uh, systems shipped to to OEMs and to aftermarket so we're talking about a uh, real leader we are working with them since 2008 and uh, the technology is not new it's uh, advancing all the time regarding the OEMs I can tell you that uh, don't want to to uh, offend anyone but uh, it's absolutely irresponsibility from from the OEMs I didn't want to mention names, but since you already mentioned Tesla, I think what the, uh, what Tesla does and maybe some other oems it's a, it's an absolute responsibility. They are pushing in this or other way uh, their clients to to play with these systems, but these systems today today all the ada systems they are not uh, even level four or le- even not level three in the best case it's l2 plus level two plus which is like premium adas okay with with different levels of uh, automation but uh, it's in any way not uh, autopilot uh, what we see today in different uh, episodes on tv it's more uh, public relations and you know companies are trying to, to, to promote themselves. But uh, what we see today, it's mainly scientific projects. And from scientific project to a serial production, there is a long way to go. This is very important to emphasize. So,
1: Roman, I, I couldn't agree with you more. I think it is r- irresponsible. Uh, some of the advertisements that I've seen on TV, I wanted to throw my shoe through the TV a couple different times on some of the things I've seen where uh, people are clapping their hands and laughing and joking and not touching the steering wheel. And that just drives me crazy because we're not there yet. I wish we were. I wish we were at a point where every vehicle was autonomous and you know, 43,000 people weren't dying a year on our highways just here in the US. Um, I I wish we were there. We're just not there yet. And I think it's irresponsible for an OEM to put something like that out there. And and I've made no bones about that. And if people want to be offended by my comments, I don't care. Um, The the situation is is that I think drivers need to be, uh, we need to educate the drivers like saying, no, you can't do this. You can't take a nap. You can't get on the phone. You can't eat and read and clap your hands and laugh with your, all your passengers, you still have to stay focused on the driving task. And that's my concern. Uh, when I see things like that on TV, it just drives me crazy.
2: Yeah, I, I agree with you, fully agree with you, uh, Phil. You know, uh, it's a, it's a matter of education. Uh, OEMs are not doing enough, I'm telling you. Uh, when I got my last, uh, my current vehicle, which has a set of premium features of ADAS, Nobody showed me how it works. OK, I'm from the, this industry, but you know they showed me how to fold the third row. They showed me how to open the, the sunroof, but they didn't show me how uh, the ADAS works and what, what are the limitations, you see?
1: Roman, that is such a great point. <laughs> so they show you how to fold the third row, but they don't teach you what lane assist does or forward brake assist does. And when that happens, and I've, I've talked to drivers, and when that happens, they think something's wrong with the car. And it makes them kind of panicky while they're driving. And that's not a good thing. So you, you are spot on with this. I, I couldn't agree with you more.
2: You know, nobody warned me, for example, that my wheel will start vibrate, vibrating. Vibrate, right. When, when I'm touching the, 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 the lane, right. The lane marking. Right. Okay, I understood immediately because I'm in this business. But what, what's going to happen to a, a young driver that is sitting behind this wheel?
1: exactly right and i i had that happen with me with a rental vehicle and i thought that i was getting a flat and then i realized oh it's the it's the lane assist and i realized i and and the vehicle had it but they when i picked up the rental car they didn't tell me that nobody you know you're you're exactly right roman and especially with a novice driver i could see where when something like that happens they could get panicky and that could have the opposite effect of what it's supposed to be, and it could cause them to have a crash.
0: It's going to cause somebody to overreact, right? Somebody will overreact when something cool. like that happens if they're not ready cool. for it, and that's going to create a, a serious accident on the road. Hey, before we go any further, you know, Roman, you mentioned something about you know how uh, the lane assist works, and and you know it, it, you know, you felt the vibration because you were you know going over the line or getting too close to the line. Let's talk about that for a minute because don't our roads and the infrastructure. Uh, Need to support this technology. The technology is looking for the lines. It's looking for, uh, you know, good fresh paint, you know, to kind of keep it within those lines. If those lines are missing or in a construction zone or covered in snow, and someone's relying on this technology and it's not working, isn't that going to cause a problem?
2: It may, it may. But first of all, uh, the systems are uh, really, the, the detection is very high level and it can work with uh, also bad uh, quality of, of marking, old marking, even partially removed. Uh, it works because the vehicle is, is, uh, is going on a certain speed and the sensor is creating the line between the pieces, the fragments of the marking that it sees. So so you don't have to have a perfectly uh, marked uh, lanes. Uh, it can work with the, with the bad quality marking, but of course, if there are no marking or snow, so uh, there are no miracles. Yeah, it's not a, an X-ray. Uh, but but let's, let's think about the philosophy about, uh, about ADAS. You know, most of the, of the human, uh, most of the accidents uh, is because of the human error and most of the human error accidents is because of the in, uh, inattention of 3 seconds before impact Th- this is this is uh, open data from different uh, uh, organizations and institutions and uh, NHTSA and uh, and the world health organization so you you can MIT you can you can find this uh, data so it's not something that i invented now but but when we uh, you know when we are talking about drivers we have to understand that uh, I think you know the the new driver that has just got his driving license is uh, still focused on the road and with the years with the time when we feel that we are good drivers we are allowing ourselves to do more things behind the wheel. Maybe still, maybe you can agree with me or disagree, but yeah, I think so.
1: I, I think that uh, probably the most dangerous time is uh, six to twelve months within of getting your driver's license because then you start building up some confidence and you think and and a lot of times, hey, I remember I, and and people have heard me say this, I shouldn't be alive some of the stupid things I've done in a car. Now, luckily, yeah. I learned the easy way. I mean, I, I reconstruct car crashes, and I've seen the results. So my driving changed drastically when I started going to crash scenes. Um, but there are some people that aren't fortunate enough to, to you know, to, to experience that. But I think you're you're correct, Roman. I think when they're first driving, when they're their first uh, driving experiences, they are focused. They're they're nervous, maybe a little bit. They're not used to driving. But as they become more relaxed. Then they start thinking, well, you know, it, it, driving becomes second nature to us. We don't even have to pay attention. And, and how many times do people drive somewhere, they get to their destination, and they can't remember anything about the drive? And that is scary. And that's that's what I think you're talking to here, Roman, that uh, people become too relaxed behind the wheel.
2: Yeah, and, and especially professional drivers, you know. Um, uh, they also permit themselves to do many things, to drink, to open their uh, – uh, Coffee caps and playing with with the navigation system and the phones and and so so um, let's think about a situation when there is a heavy snow or heavy rain. I don't believe that people in this situation are playing with their phones people are, are starting to play with their phones and with the their multimedia system when the the conditions permit if the 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 road is uh, Uh, open and and good weather, uh, good uh, lane marking, then they're starting to to play with their gadgets. But if there is a heavy rain or snow, uh, you not really need the lane uh, departure warning system because you are focused on the road. So this is uh, regarding the snow.
1: Yeah, I think there's uh, some validity to what you say there, Um, uh, but there are people who drive in those conditions on a pretty regular basis. And you know, there's a concern for those people, but if they are driving in those uh, conditions on a regular basis, maybe they know how to handle the vehicle just a little bit better than say somebody who's in a warm weather climate all the time. I always so, so I was a policeman and where I would always say that the first snowfall was high crash day. People are gonna crash because they forgot how to drive in the snow. I call it yeah. seasonal driving amnesia. You know, they forgot how to drive in the snow. So right. um yeah, I, I agree with you, Roman. That 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 uh, if there there are, are adverse weather conditions, maybe they are paying a little bit more of attention and they're not having to depend on the ADAS as much. But if people are in those conditions on a regular basis, they might they might start getting relaxed and and maybe be a little over dependent on those systems.
2: Okay, so so in this uh, uh, in this point, I would like to 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 distinguish between the OEMs. And between the uh, and the aftermarket, between because OEMs is coming with certain level of automation. Between uh, there are uh, OEMs with the level zero and level one and up to level uh, two plus. So this is important. When when you have OEM system, it might develop a kind of yeah. The drivers can uh, become reliant. There is a chance but i think it's all about education uh as you as we said previously it's education uh it's training um, this is and and you know what and this is also enforcement i think uh what 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 i see here at least in florida i'm surprised that sometimes even the policemen, the 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 police officers they're driving with their phones in their hands sometimes sometimes they are looking at their computer on the screen the large screen on the right Uh, and you know what nobody stopping people for phone for phone usage i don't see i don't see this enforcement you know in israel several years ago uh, there were many many uh, uh, many uh, car accidents related to to phone usage and the police, the government, decided to fight with this because uh, Israel is not a big uh, country. Uh, and they decided that uh, every human life is matter and they have to fight and to educate the people and to find people. And, and today in Israel, a, a ticket for using a phone, it's about $350. I love that.
1: Roman again you are so spot on with this i see them uh you know people or the uh, you know, legislators coming out and saying oh well we need uh, to have cell phone uh, laws and, and and texting laws and things like that it, it's already on the books most you know every state in the United states has a, uh, a an inattentive driving or a careless driving statute in their in their vehicle codes already but what we need to do is we need to get the cops off the phone and start enforcing it. And I come from that background. It's, it's ridiculous. It should become a stigma if you're on the phone. It should become a stigma if you're texting. It, people should look at that and say, that's really wrong. But if you pull up to an intersection and you look around you and everybody's on the darn phone. It's ridiculous to me. So that's another whole area. You know, my concern okay. is that if they are ever dependent on their, they're thinking, oh, well, the system will take care of me, then they're getting on the phone even more. But you're exactly right, Roman, we need to start enforcing it. And the cops need to be educated to start doing that. And that's my opinion.
2: You know, when people would start paying for this usage of phone, they will not touch it. Exactly like in Israel, people are afraid, people afraid to touch their, their phone Right, And with the time, it will become a, a, a normal behavior. You know, I remember in the 80s when I started to drive, uh, there were a lot of um, ambushes from police for people that are not using uh, uh, seatbelts or not using uh, uh, blinkers or turn signals. Uh, and, you know, today almost everyone in Israel is using uh, turn signals because it became like a, a part of their... Uh, driver uh, habit Beautiful. so i think education is very important and uh, you know police can use different tricks and methods in order to enforce it uh, with motorcycles with just looking at the drivers um, i can tell you that there are even policemen that are riding on buses and making photos of drivers in a traffic jam with their phones reporting with the whatsapp the photo to the next police station or next uh, police uh a car and they're stopping the driving with an evidence so nobody can uh, uh talk with them you know it it's beautiful
1: yeah that's all that's awesome i love that yep we, so need, we need to have- do that here <laughs> yeah.
2: Uh you know I don't know how it's in Philadelphia but uh, here in Florida I believe that people can save a lot of money by buying cars without the blinker <laughs> switch because they are not using so why to buy. Right.
0: That's funny. Well, hey let's let's talk a little bit I uh, we're we're running out of time. Um this has been a great conversation. I just want to kind of wrap a few things up but you know we talked about different countries and what they do. Um even just in Canada, I drove through Canada and I really love what they do. Um First of all, the drivers that I spoke with, fleet drivers that I spoke with, with the company I work for, they don't speed. Um, they don't speed because the ticket, the the amount that they would have to pay is too high. So I think that there's some validity there. You know, Roman, you mentioned the uh, the cost, uh, you know, for for using a phone, um, you know, is very high, so people don't do it. Um, but also in Canada, they have. Um, Uh, phone rest stops if you need to get use your phone or respond to a message or a text or take a call there's a pull-off rest stop just for for uh the phone to reduce the distracted driving so i think if if countries and legislation and and governments can support uh some of that that's going to help um but that gets back to our point, um, that we said at the beginning, you know, it's the driver's responsibility behind the wheel to make sure that they're in control of the vehicle and not relying on technology. Uh, the technology is there to, um, um, you know, support them and keep them safe and and in case something happens, uh, but not rely on it. Um, so, you know, if anybody wants to have a few last words to kind of, you know, um, support that message you know maybe that'd be a good way to 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 end unless roman you wanted to add a few more things about uh uh, some of the aftermarket solutions yes
2: i i want to talk about the aftermarket solution to to add some very important things first of all the the aftermarket solution because it's retrofitted to an existing vehicle and there is a limit what you can do with with the ready vehicle uh you you don't want to interfere into the gear or engine or or steering wheel, so so you are doing a very uh, simple warning system, which has uh, all the set of features that you you can get from OEM, but without active interfering and the responsibility on the driver. So now when we are talking about uh, uh, aftermarket uh, uh, ADAS, it's uh, automation level zero. Uh, The advantage is it's a connected system. So the fleet manager can see all the events, all the violations on on the portal. So you you can build a kind of a driver rating or scoring not only with telematics data like uh, uh, harsh acceleration, hard braking, uh, cornering, etc. You can also add these uh, events from from mobile or from ADAS and and then you have full visibility of the driver behavior uh now when we're working with the fleets we we educate them we uh, do trainings uh we do uh proof of concept so uh now we have also an end user agreement every every uh, fleet that is uh, deploying uh, adas uh, signs on uh, end user agreement and they sign their employees and the employees know that this is not an autopilot and this is not a replacement for them just a, a, a help you know they can drive a very uh, cheap uh, sedan or very simple uh, pickup and they appreciate their management, that the management gives them systems that today are available on Cadillac and Volvo and BMW, and many employees uh, appreciate it. So, so we do education. Now, in terms of features, in the aftermarket uh, system, the, you, you get all the set of features. In OEMs, the OEM itself decides what feature they want to deploy in this or that model so not necessarily they have all the features that adas can can uh, can give in in the aftermarket and very important it doesn't interfere with the control of the vehicle and this is very important now <clears throat> if we're talking about uh statistics and and fleets uh, i don't want to talk about private users because this is a different topic and we are talking about fleet safety so You know, uh, fleet drivers are more time on the road, so they are at a higher risk. And if we're talking about uh, uh, statistics from the world, we're talking about uh, something like a million and a half uh, people dying every year. So in a simple calculation, it's like three, four people every minute. Uh, If we're talking about the US, it's 43,000 fatalities on the road. Now half of it, half of it is pedestrian and cyclists. Just, just imagine. Now what is this forty-three thousand? Uh, it's, it's, it's very important for me. It's a shocking number, and and I, I want to, you know, always I, 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 in order to understand, I give an example of aircraft. You know, if one aircraft is falling, for God's sake, yeah. Uh, if something happens, it's a big tragedy, and you reduce your flags and uh, you are mourning all the nation, uh, even if the aircraft is, uh, I don't know, 100, 150 passengers on board. But what is 43,000 people every year? You know how much is this? It's about every four days, a large wide body airplane with 400, 500 people on board crashes. Almost two large body uh, airplanes in a week think 43,000 it's it's a, it's a huge and nobody doing any anything about it this is a tragedy this is like a war without a war and and now now the statistic shows that if if we're talking about three seconds of distracted driving 95% of it yeah it's, it's because of inattention and we can help and we can warn the drivers and we can save According to our statistics, with fleets, it's, it's improvement of 40%. 40% it's a huge number. But even if you say not 40, if you are a skeptic and you say not 40, not 30, 20, 15, doesn't a doesn't it? It's a lot. 15%, 10%. If you can save a life, you know, in 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 uh, in Hebrew, you say if you save one life, it's like you saved the entire world. So. This is amazing. I think ADAS should be in every vehicle. In every vehicle, uh, it's it's more expensive when it's OEM. So even you buy a, a new car and you don't have uh, ADAS, you must uh, deploy it. This is a real helper on the road. You know, I I see a lot of solutions, but they are like like a bandage. You know, just to put Band-Aid on an open. Uh, uh when 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 it's bleeding yeah it's it's you you have to to uh not to work with symptoms you have to work with the problem and the problem is is inattention inattention can be because of your phone but not because of the phone not only it can be because of the multimedia and the other systems you know you today you have so many distracting factors uh so you 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 need to to deal with it uh, generally not uh, not by symptoms
1: bob i think we found somebody here is as passionate about safety as we yes. are and i i didn't yeah. think we could do that but uh, no, uh roman you know just well said and and i i i totally understand and get what you're saying i mean one one life is 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 worth saving so uh anything that we can do and that's why i said i am i am pro adas uh but um yeah, we we need to educate drivers. And what I like about ADAS and what you're talking about here is that it does create that awareness, right? So driving is nothing more than a series of habits that we pick up from the first time we sit down behind the wheel. And if this is saying, "Hey, you're doing something wrong," and it it helps them understand and educates, um, that's that's the thing, right? So they the, you know they need to understand. Um, when they when they're doing something wrong and they need to correct that and uh if if ADAS is going to help them with that well that's fantastic uh
2: i just yeah we just need to <laughs> education need to education training this is the correct. the secret in this point you know technology right. is good but technology only is not enough you have to support the technology with right. training we are working with uh, with with uh, companies like yours, Phil, and we'll be happy to cooperate with you on this. Mm-hmm. I think also the ADAS, the ADAS, uh, philosophy of two or three seconds is going together with your philosophy. Uh, right. and yeah. It,
1: it does. so we 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 determine that if you if drivers could gain one second back and then do the correct thing, ninety percent of crashes could be avoided. And 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 when I reconstruct a crash, I mean, I I can show that if people get a half a second back, even a quarter second back, the crash, I mean, whether you miss by an inch or you miss by a mile, it's a miss. Everybody goes home.
2: If you don't avoid the accident, at least you mitigate the consequences.
1: Exactly. Man, you get it, Roman. We could talk for hours, my friend.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh, you know, you know what what uh, makes me sad about all these. You know, uh, so many conferences, so many shows, exhibitions. Whenever you are looking at the uh, the conference agenda, you see EVs and AVs and right. this technology and this. And they are on the top because a lot of buzz, it's a a sexy sexy topic, you know, to talk about EV and about AV, like it's going to happen tomorrow. I can tell you, it's not going to happen tomorrow. It will take us so many years, but people prefer to talk about nice gadgets and about electrification and digitalization. And today you have 43,000 fatalities every year. Just imagine 43,000 families. You, you you kill families you kill uh, i don't know That's it's horrible so so when you are talking about all these professional uh, events for fleet managers they are talking about electrification fleets are the last to 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 go into these you know uh, um revolution they first have to 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 resolve today's problem and today's problem is is a huge number of fatalities on the road with American infrastructure and the quality of the vehicles and the quality of, of and level of life in the US, it's, it's unacceptable. It's unacceptable. And I think all these topics about safety should move from the last day and last spot of the conference to the top, to the first day, to the first uh, topic. This, this, I think, should be changed. And this is one of the things that uh, on the way for the good change.
1: Bob, I think uh, I'll speak for us both here. We couldn't agree more.
0: Absolutely, and and I was going to say, I just want to go back to uh, what your point is. You know, Roman and the service that you're providing you know you concentrate on the fleets and you met, you mentioned earlier in the uh when we first started uh, that a lot of the vehicles that fleets are driving are older or cargo vans or other types of vehicles that don't have any technology and the technology that you're putting on in the aftermarket um is providing them with with certain levels of uh safety technology but also the training um you know we mentioned uh uh you know what manufacturers are doing and we called one out by name only because you know they make the most headlines but um you know we're not we're not putting them down we're not putting down any manufacturer technology is coming and and it's 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 going to advance but Again, I think it was also said there's a certain level of responsibility that absolutely needs to come uh, from the manufacturer's levels of training and making sure that that they're being responsible with what they're doing. Um, Again, Phil, you said that we could talk with Roman for hours. That's exactly what we're trying (laughs) to not do on these uh, podcasts is uh, trying to keep them uh, within uh, a certain amount of time where people aren't going to lose interest in what we're talking about. But Roman, you know, I I like the idea of, of safety. Uh meetings should always be at the beginning of a conference, not hidden at the back. And um uh, uh I really, really like that. Um you know, uh great conversation. I think we learned so much. I really like uh this this uh this topic and this this episode. So um any any final words from anybody?
1: Just keep doing the good work, Roman. Yeah. Uh, thank it's you, thank important. you. Um and um, hey, we're all out here to try and uh, keep people safe. That's the whole idea of this podcast. You, yeah. we,
2: you know, we, we can prove uh, ADAS efficiency on, on a, a scientific manner. We do pilot and we, we do different uh, focus groups and we divide the pilots into two stages, blind, uh, blind uh, stage and the full stage when uh, the drivers are not getting any assistance from the system. And then we switch it on uh, and they're starting to get and we compare the, the periods, uh, we, we compare the groups uh <clears throat> it's really interesting we can talk about uh, hours and maybe you decide in the future to do another episode i will be happy to join you uh but but we can prove efficiency of adas and of course roi and uh, the, uh, when we are talking about human lives the, there are no uh, prices so uh, no roi but if we are talking about uh, uh, about property and about car avoidance uh, we and gas saving today uh, gas prices are very uh it's very uh, relevant uh, issue topic so uh, we can prove it and uh, again gentlemen thank you for inviting me i think this is a very important thing what you are doing and adas is a very important part of safety
0: yeah thank you um phil thank you uh roman oh. thank you i really uh appreciate this one um phil any you, you want to say something?
1: Sorry. No, uh, just again, I think it's a, an important topic that needs to be discussed and uh, people need to be educated. Uh, so hopefully we uh, shed a little light on, uh, on, on, the, on, uh, on ADAS.
0: That sounds good. Uh, thank you for listening to this episode and thank you both for being uh, included on this. And uh, we will talk to you again next week.